0: A lot of people will try to, especially on the editing side, even splice together different sentences and different thoughts to try to get this coherent. And it's just naturally not going to sound very good because, again, I tell people all the time, we can't really change your voice and your inflections and other things like that. So when you're just trying to combine two sentences together, it's often very
1: hard to do that from an editing side. Yeah. We had one client who will remain nameless that. (laughs) <laughs> that wanted us to go borderline north korea on their uh on the things that they were saying just editing things that didn't get said <laughs> and piecing it together with sound uh to make a new script i've always wanted to voice over a
0: cartoon or something and so i, I thought maybe i could do it there <laughs> voice acting and to trying to be a guest voice but it didn't work out put
2: that content down content so close the closes on What's your name? Content.
0: That's my name. You know why, mister? Cuz you drove a Hyundai to get here tonight. I drove an $80,000 BMW. That's my name.
2: Content is for closers.
1: All right, we are back with another episode of Content is for Closers. We got some unique setups today. I'm outside, Carlton is in an undisclosed location, and we've got most importantly, producer, editor, Sound person extraordinaire, project manager Johnny Gammon on the show for the very first time. Thanks for joining us, Johnny. I'm
0: so excited to be here, guys. It's a weird feeling being on this side of <laughs> on this side of the project.
1: I mean, it's crazy that we haven't done this before. Given I, you edit every episode, and um <laughs> and we've talked to we've talked to some of the other team. Members
2: we tried, it. and Johnny just said, "I don't know where the files. I don't know what so happened right. yeah. to the files." That's right. Yeah. That's
1: right. Yeah. There's been lots nice. of jokes. Lots of jokes already about how the post-production, how easy the post-production process will be on this one. Because for those of you who don't know, Johnny is our producer, our editor. He, For all of our client podcasts, he helps just run the timelines and make sure all the files are in the right spot. So he kind of runs the company. I mean, it's like we are all here as well, but Johnny Johnny does a lot of it. But anyway, yeah. So excited to uh, to talk to you, Johnny, obviously. And before we get to some of the more i think it'd be helpful to hear from for people to hear you know some things they can do or ways to improve their show but before that you're really interesting and unique in that you have like four different jobs ours is one of your pretty semi full-time jobs and i think that's the case for a lot of people who are creating because a lot of times this is something that's added to an existing role and so just just off the cuff, off the top, tell us, uh, how, do you, how do you manage that? How do you think about managing all your different roles?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, the biggest thing I would say is, you know, be wherever you're at, at the time that you need to be in that particular role. So like for me, you're right, my, my, my nine to five, as it were, uh, I work in college athletics. And so everybody knows that it's in the athletics realm that that's a lot of nights and weekends and a lot of busyness throughout different times of the year. And so it's kind of one of those things that when I'm, when I'm in that, then I've got my, you know, college athletics hat on, not, obviously not literally, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, that then I'm there. And then on the side of that, I also am very involved in my church. We, my wife and I run the youth group there and have for the last about 10 years, you know, when I'm there, that's that hat that's on uh, when I'm doing stuff with herd or editing and those kinds of things, then that hat comes on. And then of course, being a, being a dad and being a husband, you know, obviously when, when it's time for that, making sure that hat is on as well. So I think the biggest part of it is just focusing on what's in front of you and, uh, the, the job that's in front of you for that time, whether that's at, you know, eight o'clock at a normal nine to five, or if it's, you know, seven o'clock at night editing a podcast. So that that's kind of how I think.
1: Yeah. And, and yours is unique because you have a nine to five, but in reality, a lot of what you do ends up being like five to nine, I feel like because of like nights, weekends, that's when you have to do that. So um, it's even even more unique, I would say, than, than normal. The other thing that's unique about you for our team is you're probably the most pure audio and broadcast, I am mean, not, not probably, you're the only one who has that. That actual training. The rest of us are hacks who are just, you know, finding our way. So, talk a little bit about that. What got you into the space? Uh, how did you get interested in it? You know, how did you develop some of those skills? Yeah, I mean,
0: like a lot of people growing up, sports was really important for me. It was always just something I wanted to play professional baseball. That was my thing. You know, I'm not wearing my Rockies hat today because we don't really typically I have a lot to cheer for with the Rockies. So. But growing up, baseball was kind of my thing and always wanted to pursue that from a professional ranks. And like many people that dream started to become a reality in terms of, yeah, that's probably not going to happen late in high school. And so kind of had some good talks with mentors and different people in my life who said, you know, if you can't play sports, maybe talk about it for a living. And so I'm one of the few people, you know, you see all the data and statistics out there of how many people change their majors and those kinds of things. Like I went to school day one studying journalism and that's what i was going to do and and did that for four years got a master's degree actually left and went and worked at espn radio for a while covering high school football down south clemson and and in south carolina so a lot of different you know sports opportunities that i got the opportunity to to do and then again a, a door opened in collegiate athletics, and I've been doing that for a little over a decade now. So, still able to use, you know, what I studied in college. And, and from the podcasting side, I mean, it just—we've uh, seen this awesome evolution over the last really ten to fifteen years of this really becoming an industry. And it was kind of one of those things that nobody really knew what it was at first, and now, of course, it's exploded in the last five years. So, still get the opportunity. I love editing. I love you know, being able to, to hear people's stories and those kinds of things. That's a little bit of a journalist envy, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun talking about, you know, a variety of different topics.
1: Carlton, did you uh, switch majors?
0: Uh, yeah, actually the first week
2: I went to school, yeah. <laughs> I switched my major. I went from graphic design to studio art and, uh, yeah. And then I realized when I finished college, I probably shouldn't say graphic design,
0: but
1: yeah. Nice. I think a lot
0: of people go the other way with that. A lot of people would start in like an art major and go more for graphic design. So that's interesting.
2: Yeah, this is useless. Why am I (laughs) studying painting? I'll never (laughs) use this.
1: (laughs) And here here we are. Uh, It worked out. Yes, I did too. I, I, I think I might have you be, I enrolled when I enrolled, you had to like declare a major, I think. And so, um, I can't remember even what it was. I think it might have been business or Bible. I I was all across the map. But then uh, before I even the semester started, same thing, I adjust. okay, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I had already like emailed in. I made a mistake. My life, I need to change the direction of my life. I need to be a rhetoric and public address major so I can address the nation at some point. Uh, so that hasn't, that hasn't fully come to fruition yet, but, um, that but was for
0: baskets. It just rolls off the tongue. Man.
1: Like, yeah, that's right. a good, that, <laughs> that, that was my first change. And then I changed again. I had the art studio moment. I was like, Oh, people don't give speeches in town halls anymore. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with this. <laughs> so, I switched to, uh, organizational communication. That's what I, that's what I finished with, but it's a journey. Johnny, little known fact you and I met, well, I guess we, we probably knew each other in college, although I don't, I don't remember a ton of that, but you and I met in a Glenn, Glary, Glenn Ross sweatshop, boiler room type situation, <laughs> making, making cold calls. Uh, I noticed you, you kind of skipped over that part when you're giving the career arc. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, no, it was, it, it's really funny because yeah, we, I was a little ahead of you in school because I'm older than you. So you can see the little bit of the gray in my beard, but, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of funny because I still remember walking in that first day and be like, oh, here's Adam. What's up? Dude? What are you doing here? And uh, yeah, we were in the trenches together for sure. For sure. I think it told both of us, you know, sales is uh, is a lot more difficult than they let you know about in college.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was just one of those smile and dial type, uh, type jobs that our intro music kind of nods to, uh, but it was a real life gig. So you did all of that. You got that actual training. You've obviously been producing uh, tons of shows for us over the last. What, how long have we been? You've been working with us now. Like,
0: yeah, I think it's been about three years now, just a little bit over three years.
1: Three and a half years. Wow. Um, and so over that time, I've done you know probably I don't know maybe a thousand episodes. No, no. Uh, what are some of the the top things that you see from an editing standpoint that either someone could do to make your life easier or just to improve their show as a as a podcaster.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think everybody has, especially in our day and age this idea, I'm gonna go start a podcast and there's all kinds of data and information that's out there of how to do that. And a lot of people will spend a lot of unnecessary funds and you know, spend thousands of dollars on equipment and then they get two episodes in and they lose interest and you know, and, and that's how it is. But like from the editing side, I really think some of the things that jump out immediately is, you know, if you're starting a podcast or maybe you're doing a podcast right now and you're wondering, you know, why are we only getting 10, 15 downloads? Sometimes that can be uh, the atmosphere in which you're you're, you're doing your podcast. Uh, And so what I mean by that is, you know, if we were to all of us here right now, we're in totally different um, backgrounds, right? Uh, You know, Carlton's in one room. I'm in another room. Adam, you're outside you know, if we were all to just stay silent for 10 to 15 seconds, you could hear even in all of these different situations, you could hear some kind of background noise. You know, for me, it might be the overhead fan for Adam, it might be a car that drives by those kinds of things. And A lot of times in podcasts, that can be a little bit distracting, especially. Especially going to be my child screaming. Yeah, exactly. You know, I got four kids myself, so I've got the 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 door barricaded over there, hoping they don't come barging in. But, (laughs) but you know, it's
1: It's good ambient noise.
0: You've got the yeah, you've got that background noise, which sometimes can be distracting, especially if I'm interviewing somebody and you know, in the next conference room over, you've got some kind of meeting going on, and people can hear what's going on. It just takes away from uh, from that. Uh, the other one that I would say really kind of jumps out um, from the editing standpoint, uh, there's a term in college that we that we were given. It's called verbal clutter. When a lot of people speak, they get very uncomfortable with no sound when they're speaking. Uh, if you think about it in conversation, you know, when you and I are talking, even in the last couple of sentences, you've heard a couple of verbal clutter things that I've said. So a lot of people to keep the conversation going will say, um, you know, uh, because they're uncomfortable with that, that dead silence uh, between conversations. And so I just tell people in terms of your verbal clutter, just be aware of that. I mean, obviously somebody like me could come along and clean all that up, but sometimes it, it makes it sound unnatural in your speaking. And one of the ways to overcome that I tell people is just, just slow down when you're speaking and think about what you're saying. Cause really as, as dumb as it sounds, sometimes it's just your your mouth catching up with what your brain's trying to process. Uh, and so really that verbal clutter, those are the two big things from an editing standpoint that I think trip a lot of people up. Um, and, and so, you know, those, those are the two big ones that I'd start off with right off the bat.
1: I had a speech teacher in high school that if you said um, during any type of thing, he would, he would yell. "Um, oh, Like, so you're, you're giving a, yeah, he, he, you're giving a speech in front of the class. You're trying to keep continue to work through it. And you'd be like, you know, um, and he go, um, and just destroy the flow of whatever you were doing, which broke me, I think, of that particular one. Mine is a little more sophisticated, sneaky. I don't know what I'm about to say. So I start a sentence and then repeat myself. Tristan loves it when I do this. I'll, I'll be like... Yeah. So, what is it? What is it you're trying to do? Like, you know what I mean? I'll give myself that second to be like, "What am I actually trying to say, real quick?" Uh, and and then actually say it. So that's a fun one that uh, I know you guys love on the editing side of things. What yeah, do you do, Carlson? On the transcription side, I'm sure she hates that. Just the- yeah, just repeating. <laughs>
0: what are all these "whats" in here? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm on basic. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I essentially just. Do all of the worst verbal clutters. So I'm a frequent um offender, frequent you know offender, just right there, Lou again. So, Adam, maybe next episode you
0: can just scream into the microphone every time I do that, break my bad habits. I think
1: that's you've given me a new idea to just start screaming um every single time I hear um. Yeah, it's very annoying. My I told my wife that story, unfortunately. And so, if I ever do slip up in just casual, normal conversation that spouses should be allowed to have she loves doing that to me as well to, to frustrate me. So my, my home is not a safe place anymore for verbal clutter. Essentially it's really, it's really distracting. Um, There it is. There it is. See, it's, it gets super annoying if you start paying attention to it. What about on the technical side? What are some of the things that you think about or you do that probably the normal podcaster or audio person isn't thinking about that might be helpful?
0: Yeah, well, there's a lot of, again, just for those out there that are maybe trying to do this on their own, there's a lot of great tools out there uh, that you could use to enhance your podcast, even the sound of your podcast. One of the things that we use uh, with regularity is uh, Descript is a software that's out there that you can sign up for. Um, it gives you the opportunity to do the editing right there. Again, gives you also a transcription of what you're you're saying so you can follow along with what's going on again, in our day and age with the equipment and software that is out there, most computers have a pretty decent microphone. If you are on Zoom or on you know, some kind of video chat call, most of the time your computer is going to be fine and your camera for your, your computer is most of the time going to be fine as well. And again, I'm, I'm one of those guys. It's kind of a cheapskate. My wife will tell you from a budget perspective. So if I'm wanting to do this and starting to generate content, I don't want to go out and spend 1500 bucks to $2,000 worth of equipment to see if this is actually going to work or not. And so a lot of people are already armed with the equipment and the things that they need. It's just a matter of going out and doing it. And so uh, I would say, you know, finding those softwares, if you're looking at audio editing software, there's actually a program called Audacity, uh, which is an editing tool that is completely free. If you want to go, you know, the next level up from that, Adobe offers a whole bunch of uh, editing tools and softwares that, uh, that people can look into. But again, if you're looking to do this, uh, Long term, maybe starting out with a simpler process and solution, seeing how it takes off, then you can upgrade when you need to in the future.
1: That whole spiel is going to murder our new business product where we sell expensive kits for podcast <laughs> for podcast equipment. But don't that's worry, a, we happy. can edit all that out and post. I'll, I'll take. Yeah, that. I'm just kidding. We we don't have that. Uh, we do have, I should say. Just if you want that whole section out, we do have a. But don't do it, Carlson. I shouldn't have even told you,
2: um, <laughs>
1: that's going to that's gonna be a problem. We should say that the simplest option, Johnny, for what you were just talking about is to sign up for Herd Prime, which is a unlimited editing service done by yours truly. Uh, shout out, Johnny. So um, that's the that's the best option.
0: On yeah, top when of you sign up for Prime, it, it's coming right to me. And yeah, I mean, that's a great service that, uh, that we offer not to give ourselves a little sales pitch here, but you know, if you're looking at from the editing perspective, we can turn that around for you pretty quickly and and take the
1: editing hassle out of it for you. Carlton, what do you have? Any, any. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, uh, one of the things that I did right before Johnny, um, came online and and one of the things that he took off my plate, which was was awesome was, uh, we listen for specific areas that are uh, in, in the podcast that are good points or have, um, some good content within a 10 to 30 second span. And uh, Johnny selects those out. And so, um, when you're listening to the podcast, Johnny, in that first round, what are some things that you're listening for? And what are some ways that the hosts and guests can uh, make sure that they make some tight, neatly packaged points in their podcast that can be then clipped out later to be used in, in audiograms and quote cards?
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Um, there's a lot of people out there that will use the term the Goldilocks principle in business and other places like that. The idea of not too hot, not too cold, just right, and that applies to podcasting as well. We have clients out there that will that will record, you know, a forty five minute to an hour long episode, and the data and the numbers show that people are engaged, people there because it's a very niche. Um, platform and a niche topic and area that people want to know about. And that's what their audience is. We have others that if they want 30 minutes, that's probably too long for their audience. So I would say knowing your audience, knowing what they expect to hear. Uh, for me, when I'm looking, listening to quotes and listening for quotes, you know, a lot of times I have no idea what this industry is all about. <laughs> you know, we have guys that talk about, you know, one of my favorites is, is our, our guy. shout out to the, the Gatastack show. Um, And they, they talk about, I mean, if you want to talk about computers and, you know, data and code and all that kind of stuff, I mean, I I, I'm already getting bored just talking about it myself, but, but, uh, but they do a great, go listen, go listen to
1: the data stack show. It's exactly, (laughs) It's, it's a
0: great show and they do a great job. Eric and Costas do a great job of bringing in the guests and, and really exploring that wheelhouse. And again, numbers show that they have a very, very successful podcast and it's in that great niche industry. And so uh, again, finding that um, that that sweet spot of, what, is it too short? Is it too long? And you're gonna find that as you're recording the episodes. You know, this one got a whole bunch of listens uh, and this one didn't. Maybe it was the guest that you had on, maybe it was the topic that you had. So for me, as I'm listening to these things, you can actually, again, and this is where transcription helps you a little bit. Um, as I'm reading through this transcription, oftentimes the host will say something to the effect of, man, yeah, that's a really good point. Or man, that's awesome. You I didn't know, you know, and so when I'm seeing that in the transcription, I know to kind of go back and go, okay, so what did he actually say that was awesome or what that that the host said was a great point? Uh so I cheat a little bit on that and and because they know more about that industry than I do. So uh but again, that that finding that sweet spot and uh finding those those nuggets that are gonna take away from the conversation and get be great. Uh, follow-up pieces that you can use in social assets and graphics and quote cards and those kinds of things.
2: One of the things that I think complements that is if you're on a podcast as a guest or even as a host, sometimes summarizing what people have said because they'll have great ideas and great points to make over a period of 20 uh, minutes or so. And sometimes it's just that really 10 second overview where they take all that they just said and then put it together into something that's a little bit more neat and shareable.
1: Yeah. Just to add, first of all, I just feel like we need to be transparent here. Uh, Carlton looks like he is recording through a potato. Like there's a potato that is somehow has some translucence to it. And we (laughs) kind of see him. And I just want to, I want to put that on the record because I get internet shamed all the time by Carlton. (laughs) And so this is this is fun for me i'm looking at you through a muddy puddle is what i'm seeing right Uh, now and normally i am the one that (laughs) and carlton is the it and i'm like five second delayed. So i know even the even the (laughs) laughter is like i'm looking through a muddle puddle and then (laughs) 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 that's good stuff
2: my (laughs) in-laws i can't even participate in this conversation (laughs) i'm just blaming my in-laws like worse. i i had not shame them even worse than i shame <laughs> you adam when i come here i bring it up every time and they just roll their eyes
1: <laughs> carlson with his fake magic internet friends that he, <laughs> he talks about well just to just to talk to what Car- johnny was saying about the sound bites i think one thing that as a as a podcaster i do is i'll put pressure sometimes too much pressure on myself to say things you know, super concisely and coherently with the thought that it could be edited down the road for a soundbite or for a promotional piece or whatever. And that's great. I think that's great if it happens organically. Uh, But I think that we've taken this idea of repurposing content and record once and deploy everywhere. And we've gotten so extreme with it that we're a little bit unwilling to be flexible when something could be uh, improved upon. For instance, if if we have this whole conversation and we're talking about how to repurpose content, but it's just not crisp, it's just not in a concise fashion. The best way, for in my opinion, to to make that promotional piece is to take the idea, take the things that we discussed here, write out a two sentence little thing, and record it separately. And you know, it's it's ten seconds extra work, but the the final asset is going to be so much more polished and usable. So that's just for free. That's a great point.
0: No, that's a great point because a lot of people will try to, especially on the editing side, even splice together different sentences and different thoughts to try to get this coherent. And it's just naturally not going to sound very good because again, I tell people all the time, we can't really change your voice and your inflections and other things like that. So when you're just trying to combine two sentences together, it's often very hard to do that from an editing side.
1: Yeah. We had one client who will remain nameless that, (laughs) <laughs> that wanted us to go borderline North Korea on their, uh, on the things that they were saying, just editing things that didn't get said, <laughs> and piecing it together with sound uh, to make a new script. I'm sure that was a lot of fun for you, Johnny. It was, it was tons of fun for me on the customer facing side.
0: I've always wanted to voice over a cartoon or something. And so I, I thought maybe I could do it there, <laughs> voice acting and trying to, trying to be the guest voice, but it didn't work out that way.
1: That's our next service coming soon johnny is jazz. johnny is a service uh it's gonna be it's gonna be really expensive awesome well this has been really fun uh it's mostly been fun obviously having you on johnny also just the, the delay with Carlton. i can't even think about anything else uh-huh. It just it's just giggling <laughs> kidding me um but uh yeah this has been uh, thank you for all the work you've done obviously over the last three years it's crazy it's been that long and hopefully i'm sure the audience is going to want to hear more from you now that we've exposed who the magic man behind the curtain is so we'll have to we'll have to find a way to uh bring you on more frequently and talk about this and all the other stuff too we haven't we didn't even touch on football broncos broncos nation let's ride like there's so much we you just you know? took
0: away my closing line that's what i was going to oh
1: say. My, my bad my bad <laughs> I don't think I said it correctly. So yeah, there's going to delay a little bit more.
0: We'll get our boy Russ on here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, with all that, Johnny, appreciate you coming on. And yeah, we'll, we'll have to do this again soon. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks. Thanks.